This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Hello everyone, I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs and the host of Vegas Rock Dog Radio. And today I'm talking about kittens, in particular the tiniest of kittens with kitten lady Hannah Shaw. So stay right there. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And today on the show, we're not going to even talk about dogs. <laughs> for, for once, we are not talking about dogs. But as you know, we love cats too. And that's going to be a big, big part of today's show. Thank you for being here. We love it when you listen in because if we didn't have this audience, it would all be a bit ridiculous, wouldn't it, Jim? <laughs> it would be a little weird. Yeah. It would be a little ridiculous. Yeah. Now, of course, we've got a few places you can find us on the internet. So we're going to get through that very, very quickly so that we can come to our guest and we've got a lot to talk about and we like to get in depth with our de- our guests, our desks. Hey, here we go. I, flubs galore. Here we go. It seems to be the norm these days, doesn't it, Jim? We got to do that greatest hits of your flubs. One of these days. <laughs> There's plenty we've of got them. a couple hours of material. <laughs> There'll be albums worth of this of these flubs that we do. Anyway, so here we go. If, uh, you know, a lot of you listen to us live on a Saturday and that's usually at 10 a.m., PDT, and then you can catch the show later when we throw it up on iTunes and iHeartRadio. And if you find yourself with a podcast app and it's not any of those two, you'll still find the show. We're everywhere. Vegas Rock Dog Radio, because we are an international show. We have an international audience and they all love animals. Our main website is VegasRockDogRadio.com and you'll see us on Periscope, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, Instagram, of course. And we have a blog and that is the TheRockAndRollDog.com. And we have an app and the app is yap.us go to yap.us yap.us and download it it's free and then you'll download our show onto your app vegas rock dog radio so we make it very easy for you to find us whether you listen to us live or you listen to us on demand which we kind of love that anyway so uh that's where you can find us on the internet and we're glad to have you today because we do have a very um well as you know our guests are fantastic every guest we bring on is an expert in their field and so when you listen to the show, you can go away having learned so much from each of our guests. And uh, today's going to be exactly that same thing, where we've got a fantastic expert. We're going to call her a rock star in the cat world. And there's a good reason why 
we should call these people rock stars because, as you know, anyone that's a rock star in any field, it doesn't always have to be an entertainment they have a big audience and a big audience, you get to share a big message and you get to make a big impact. And this is exactly what's happening with my guest today. She's changing the world for the tiniest of felines. And Hannah Shaw is a kitten rescuer, humane educator and animal advocate who has dedicated her life to finding innovative ways to protect animals. And Hannah, are you there? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Um, I'm very excited that we got you on the show because I know you're in demand. And I love that you're in demand because that means people are listening and they want to learn yeah, more from thank you. you so much. It's a great thing. So let's go straight into Kitten Lady. How did you get the name Kitten Lady? Did it come over time? Have you always been called that? Was it a recent moniker that was given to you? <laughs> That's a good question. So a lot of people ask, how do I get your job? How do I get to be the kitten lady? I'm like, you know, I, most people don't get into, uh, most people don't get into animal advocacy on purpose. They get into it by accident, mm-hmm. right? So, um, that happened to me when I, uh, was really young. I cared a lot about animals. I've always been involved in animal advocacy, um, on kind of a bigger scale, working with lots of different types of animal issues. As a teenager, I would, you know, go to protests and get involved in activism. And then I started volunteering. And, you know, after college, I decided this is really what I wanted to do as a career is animal advocacy. But it wasn't until uh, my early 20s that I started rescuing kittens. I actually found a kitten outside in a tree. Um, And that was my intro to kittens. (laughs) Yeah. I started looking for resources. I wanted to know, how do you take care of a kitten if you find a kitten outside? And I discovered there's really not that much out there in the way of education about what to do or resources for people who need somewhere to take these kittens. So it's just so interesting because, you know, I, I started as like a, a animal advocate for, for all animals, you know, farm animals and like circus animals, all right. sorts of different types of issues. Um, and I always assumed that cats and especially kittens had it fine. Uh, what I discovered is that Kittens are actually a really at-risk population because, you know, if they're more than eight weeks old, they go to the animal shelter and they have a great life and people adopt them. But if they're under eight weeks old, those kittens can't be adopted from an animal shelter. So, you know, if they go to the shelter, really the only hope they have is for someone to foster them. So uh, a lot of people don't get involved in fostering because they don't know how to do it. And there's not a lot of information out there. You're you're right. You're right. Yeah, I became the kitten lady because, you know, I... I just kept rescuing kittens and kittens <laughs> right. and kittens and people call themselves a cat lady. And I say, well, I actually don't work with cats that much. I work with kittens. a lot of neonatal kittens. <laughs> and I kind of created this project as a way to educate other people about how to do it and to show people how much fun and joy there is in rescuing kittens so that other people feel less intimidated about getting involved and more kittens can be saved. Well, you know, I do agree with you on the, it's almost like there's a gap there for those kittens, like you say, that are very, very young. Uh, A lot of shelters are not equipped for them and they are a very vulnerable uh, population. So how do we bridge that gap? And that's what I think you've demonstrated demonstrated is by getting involved this is how we bridge that gap it's uh, i don't know why people think it's so easy you know oh, i find a kitten i'll take to the shelter oh maybe you shouldn't <laughs> they're too young and they don't they don't have the 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 resources they don't have the people i mean I, un- unless you're in my shelter in my hometown back in england they have a maternity ward 
they have <laughs> isn't that amazing it's kind of yeah, toasty and warm. that's actually happening now in the united states good a couple shelters now that are you know developing kitten nurseries but you're right that for the most part most animal shelters are not set up to care for kittens under eight weeks old especially those very very young unweaned kittens and so you know i think a lot of people uh you know get really upset when they hear that and they blame the shelter, but you have yeah. to understand how difficult it is. Um, you know, when you're doing a high volume operation, like an animal shelter, these people work so very hard around the clock, um, you know, taking care of all of the, the city or county's animals. And they mm-hmm. simply don't have the resources most of the time to do the intensive care involved in kittens. You know, a lot of animal shelters, they have business hours and they're, they're yes. not there overnight. And these kittens, you know, if there's not someone to care for them overnight, that's it for them. So that's really what it's all about is, you know, helping people understand that, but doing it in a way that's fun. You know, I always joke that life is not uh, like the sad Sarah McLaughlin ASPCA <laughs> no. commercial, like that people, because people get so scared to get involved with this stuff because they think, oh my God, it's going to be so emotional. But I tell people like, there's never been a problem with such a fun solution, like a revolving right. door of kittens in your house. Like that sounds amazing. You're doing anybody, something right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when like, they leave. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fun solution to a problem that is really it really is a sad problem, but it's something that we can fix. You know, we can we can do something about. So I just hope that people who follow along with my life, you know, on social media, I kind of overshare everything I do so that people can see, you know, hey, this is actually pretty fun. Maybe I could do that. Um, I think it's one of the best things you've ever done because... As you say, it could be, people could project it as, oh, it's so much hard work. I mean, you're not lying to anyone and saying, you know, it's, there isn't any work involved, but you are saying it can be really fun and you can change a life. And, you know, you get them in a home and then you want to do it again and just continue saving these lives. And I just think if we get more people involved, and I just had a friend who's fostering her very first kitten. I said, you, oh, awesome. I said, you need to come to Hannah's class. She goes, yeah, I probably do because I probably don't know what I'm doing, is what she said. <laughs> Well, that's the fun thing about kitten rescuing is people say, oh, you're an expert on kittens. And I say, no, I just have a couple years under my belt, but we're all learning together. Yeah. I mean, there is no, uh, there's no rule book for this stuff. We all learn through experience and through community. So that's why I love these events because, you know, there are lots of people who come out with varying degrees of experience. Some people who have never even thought about fostering kittens, some people who are kind of kitten curious. And then you have people who come to the workshops who teach me things, you know, and yeah. we all kind of are able to learn together. Um, and it's all, you know, for the for the greater good for, of the kids. For the great- I really liked what you were saying about, um, you know, kind of bridging that gap. That's mm-hmm. something I've been trying to help people understand, because a lot of people are scared to get involved because they don't want to give the kittens up. Yeah. You know, they're like, if I foster, I won't want to give them up. But what I've been saying lately is, you know, fostering is basically, it's helping someone cross the street, right? It's like, oh yeah, they're on one side of the street, they need to get to the other side of the street. And it doesn't actually take that much to get them there. We just, you know, we have to help them cross the street. Once they get to the other side, they go to their adoptive home, you say goodbye, you get to take a breath, <sighs> Yes, <laughs> feel good about yourself, and you get lots of fun photos and memories from it. And then when you're ready, you dive back in and um, you know, there's so much good that we can do for animals just by, you know, allowing ourselves that experience. Well, I know you always say goodbye is the goal. 
And if you have yeah. that in, in your mind first, I mean, it's not to say you're not going to be emotional about it. Become attached in, this, in a heartbeat, don't you? I mean, you just do. What kind of advice would you give anyone that says, oh my gosh, how, do, how am I going to handle saying goodbye, even though I know that is the goal? What kind of tips can you give them? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it is about going into it with the right attitude. Um, you know, people who kind of approach rescue work like, oh, I'm not going to be able to give them up. I tell people, you know, that's more thinking about your needs and not their mm. needs. So they don't need you to keep them. They just need you to keep them alive. Right. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. keep them alive. Um, and then focus on your goal and think of it as a loving thing. I mean, I think it's really interesting how Certainly in American culture, we sort of think if we love someone, we have to own them, right? right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, love is not about ownership. You can like, you know, what's that old adage? If you love something, let it go. Like really, so thinking about goal-oriented rescue work, it is a really loving gesture. Yes. You know, you're saying to that kitten, I have prepared you for this. Um, yeah. I am so happy for you. We got you to the other side. And that's why the best advice I have for people is you know, kind of trick yourself into looking at it as a celebration. If you go into it saying, this is going to be the saddest day, then like, yeah, you're going to be sad. But I approach it like a celebration. I say, we're having an adoption party. Oh, you know, I put a party hat on them and say, it's a party. We, you did it, man. It's, you know, you achieved this goal. It, and it's, yeah, it's uh, a brilliant, it's, so it's a brilliant way to approach it. It really is. And it just feels lighter and happier. And, and, and I thought what was important, what you were saying earlier was you get to then take a deep breath and relax and then decide when the next one comes in. So you have, exactly. you have a degree of control over that. And I think that's what can make fostering so pleasurable. Um, I, of course, I'm involved with many, many rescues, uh, particularly here in Vegas. And I do see the burnout. And that's something I want to talk about as well. That compassionate yeah. care burnout. It happened to a friend of mine. She ended up having a breakdown. No one can do it better than me. Oh, I can't rely on anybody else. She kept yeah. taking more and more in and I started seeing these changes which was becoming withdrawn um, yep. not wanting to socialize with anyone uh, it became really difficult and I, I probably saw that happen over a period of a year tried really right. hard you know take a please take a break you know we can handle everything don't worry about it you know um, and it just never got to that point unfortunately it did lead to some kind of a breakdown um, and yeah. I do think it's a part of foster that you're not being a hero by persevering through that because it's too right. it's too much on you you're not giving your best to the animals anyway right. uh, it affects you your family your friends your community um, what kind of tips can you give for someone who feels they might be getting to that point or to prevent them from getting to that point that's the, the better scenario yeah so I love everything you just said it's so important in fact you know my uh, booklet that I pass out about how to take care of orphan kittens and the talk, uh, the talks that I give lectures about how to take care of kittens. Uh, all everything I teach has a section on uh, sustainability, self care, and compassion fatigue mm. uh, because it is part of it, and it's something that I think. First and foremost, we have to talk about so that people understand that that's something that can happen. Compassion fatigue is a form of secondary PTSD. So yeah. it's when, you know, you witness uh, suffering of somebody else and it is, it becomes a lot to bear. And I can yeah. say, you know, as somebody who's been doing this for a long time, I've gone through periods where it's been very hard for me to continue. And that's when I tell myself, um, I need to take a break. And yeah. it's so helpful. Again, it's about the way you frame things. So, you know, framing 
break taking and framing self-care as a really important part of animal care yeah. is is how I think people can approach this. So saying, you know, if you are feeding kittens all day, did you eat a granola bar? Did what? you drink some water? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Did you feed yourself? You, if, yeah, like, you know, if you are letting the kittens take a nap, are you getting enough sleep? Like asking for help, making sure you have your basic needs met. I think one of the great gifts that rescue does for us, or at least for me, is that, you know, it, it makes us have to take better care of ourselves because we have to be right in order to be there for the animals. That's right. And, and I think so, yeah, I think if we can parallel what we do for them, that we do for then we do it for ourselves, then you should be able to keep yourself fairly on track, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And then of course, like taking breaks is so important because uh, I hate the old phrase people say you can't save them all and you know I reject that I think yeah, me too them all. Um, <laughs> I think we can save them all I, I do one one person cannot save them all <gasps> in their house you know in their bedroom <laughs> like, you know that yes. it takes community and in order for us to have that community and to have a healthy community we all have to be taking care of ourselves and so some of my tips are you know talking to other people about it knowing that you're not alone if you're feeling, you know, depressed or overburdened, um, asking for nights off. I mean, there are nights last year, I remember there was this night where I had been caring for like little tiny bottle babies for like, I don't know, months. And I hadn't had a single night to myself. And I mm. called a friend and was like, I just want to go do something fun. Like the fair was in town. And I was like, <laughs> I just want to go on a Ferris wheel for yes. like a minute. And she was like, bring him over. Again, never have there been problems with easier solutions and more fun ones. Like <laughs> right. your friend gets to help you out. That's great. She gets to bottle feed babies. I got to go on a Ferris wheel. I felt so rejuvenated after that. And that's but, what it took. <laughs> yeah, like advocating for myself to be like, sometimes I need to step away. And like, that's okay. I think what I'd like, um, I'd like to see pop up in, uh, you know, in town. And I don't know, I don't think we have one available. And I kind of usually know if there's something like this around. But uh, a support group, I think, for rescuers would be a, a wonderful thing. A once a month meeting in a coffee shop, you know, or over yeah. over cocktails, you know, just oh, to to share and say, real. "Oh, you feel the same way." Oh gosh, that thank goodness. What we can do about ourselves? Can we keep ourselves on track, helping each other a little bit? You know, can we like an accountability thing? Did you get a nap? Did you get to eat today? <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, totally. No, I really, I really like that. And I mean, I think uh, there are a lot of a lot of pieces to this. Some of us experience grief when we're, you know, working with kittens who unfortunately sometimes cannot make it yeah. no matter how hard we try. Um, and those are things that are very hard for people to deal with. And, you know, I, I know in the cat world, at least a lot of people who are involved in cats are very, you know, uh, introverted mm -hmm. or uh, like insular types of people who maybe aren't getting out there in the community and talking to other people. That's why I love these events that are focused on bringing cat people together, you know, giving us other people to connect with. I think the internet is a great place for people to connect. And I've found so much community that way, yeah. just to have shared experiences with someone and say like, Hey, I'm feeling this way. How do you deal with it? And have some support because, you know, when I think about years ago, like five or six years ago, when I was uh, maybe taking on too much and, and how I could have burned myself out. I'm so glad that I managed to kind of armor myself <laughs> right. with some protection against burnout so that I've been able to continue on. Because what happens is you armor yourself and you have a self-care plan and you take care of yourself and you advocate for yourself. You know, in the long run, 
you're able to not only save so many more lives, but to do it in a way more effective way because we grow every year. Every year, I know something I didn't know the year before. Um, So I got to stick around because I want to know in 10 years what I'm going to be able to know then that I don't know now, but I have to be right in order to get there. I totally agree with you on that because, uh, as I say, tons of my friends are fosters and run rescues, own rescues, you name it, they've got it going on. And it's yeah it's that you know take time out you know have friends that you can lean on like you say you're only for if it's only for an hour let me go on the the ferris wheel or whatever i need to do so that i I can have this little break so that i can continue the work and then because you don't want to sap out the fun part of it because you could quite easily and very quickly do that and then Mm. and then what if you end up just not not fostering anymore just over it because you just i can't i just did this to myself but i i think it's i think it's wonderful you have that as every component of your events and i'm hoping i'm i'm I'm, uh, rattling some cages in vegas this week anyway like you are coming you are coming on you i expect to see you there (laughs) yeah my flight leaves in the morning and i'm actually going to be working with the Animal Foundation and Best Friends for most of the week. Um, so I am really proud to be partnering with Best Friends. They are, yes. if people don't know about Best oh, Friends, Animal Society. The They're one of my favorite yeah. nonprofits in the world. They're doing great no-kill advocacy um, on behalf of cats and dogs. And of course, um, you know, in this case, we're advocating for kittens in shelters. Um, so I'm proud they brought me out uh, to work with them and the Animal Foundation with their staff. So I'll be doing that for a few days. And then we said, hey, this is such a great opportunity to get the public involved in Vegas because, yeah. you know, Vegas, uh, I'm sure you know, is very warm. And oh, it's kitten season it's all get- the time. The time. <laughs> it's kitten season all the time. You guys don't have, you know, an off season for <laughs> no. kittens. So it's ridiculous. All the time. <laughs> It'll be the single best move, I'm telling you now, that the Animal Foundation does because, as you and I know, those uh, euthanization rates are very, very high in shelters. Um, in particular, like you were saying, they come in too young. They don't have the resources. Now, you say neonatal kittens. What would you describe exactly as neonatal for anyone that's never even heard that term before? Right. So neonatal kitten just means a newborn kitten. And usually uh, the most vulnerable kittens in animal shelters are going to be those who are, you know, between zero and five weeks old when they are not able to feed themselves because yeah. it's a lot easier to take care of a kitten if you can put them in a, in a kennel with food. Yeah. Um, those who are not able to feed themselves, um, hopefully they have a mom. That can be something people can get involved with too is taking care of moms and babies. But one of the big messages that I try to share is that, you know, kittens that are dying in animal shelters, uh, they are typically not coming in uh, from, you know, members of the public who bring in kittens. They're coming in from outside. And a lot of them are coming in because people pick them up outside Mm. thinking they were abandoned, but they're not usually abandoned. They're usually actually born to community cats that live outside that have not been sterilized. People find them and they say, some bad person dumped a kitten out here. (sighs) I'm going to pick them up and help them. But by bringing them to the animal shelter. But what they're doing is they're taking them away from their mom and the animal shelter can't help them. So, um, you know, that's one thing that I'm excited to be working with the Animal Foundation on is kind of, um, you know, helping with some strategies to reunite those kittens with the moms um, so that they can stay together. Uh, But, you know, 
those kittens that do make it into the shelter uh, that are orphaned, that is kind of my bread and butter. So I focus on the most vulnerable felines, which is those little orphans that come in, no mom, they can't feed themselves. And, you know, people are very intimidated to get involved in caring for them. So unfortunately, you know, they're time stamped like, and, and that's, that's just the reality of it is if nobody's able to care for them, then nobody's able to care for them, but it is so fun to care for them. It's like, it gives my life so much joy. And I have, you know, half a million people watching me on the internet every day saying, Oh my God, I, I wish I could do what you do. And I'm like, you can, can. (laughs) anybody can do this. There's so many perceived obstacles to foster a lot of people think, oh, I can't do that because, right? And so my work is all about helping people see, no, 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 that's that's not a real barrier, you know. People right. Say, oh, I couldn't do it because um, I don't have enough money. I'm like, well, the shelter pays for your medical bills. And <laughs> right. They often s- provide supplies. Oh, well, I don't have enough space. I'm like, have you seen kittens? They're really small. They don't need much space. <laughs> like, you know, I have a kitten right now that I just I just picked up yesterday. I just read the text Numpkin. that you posted. Yeah. <laughs> so Numpkin is like a three-week-old kitten, and right now he's in like a plastic bin on my like coffee table. Right. So I'm like, you know, if you have space for a coffee table, you have space to foster. You kittens. do. He's not asking for a whole bedroom in the house, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That I, would be very luxurious. I love like how how they the, weigh a pound. I love how the conversation went on that text about <laughs> about Numpkin. It's very. Fun. Oh, Funny. Oh, yeah. um, and it was just like, oh, it's very quick. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. <laughs> Numpkin's coming around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for, for people who maybe didn't see that, what happened was yesterday, um, I was, you know, it was early in the morning and my friend texted me and said, someone just dumped a little, little baby kitten on my porch in a box. I don't know what to do. Could you take him? And I, she sent me a picture and I was like, Oh God. And you know, I am traveling a lot. Like I said, I'm going to be in Vegas this week. So my boyfriend who's amazing, Andrew, um, is, you know, he's on duty when I'm not here. So I was like, well, let me wake up Andrew and see, uh, if he would be willing to help this week. So I, tapped him on the shoulder and I said, Andrew, do you want to get this kitten? And I showed him the photo and he like rubbed his eyes, looked at the photo and said, he's a numpkin <laughs> and fell back <laughs> to sleep. And I was like, I'm going to take that as a yes and I'm going to name him numpkin. <laughs> so that's how we got numpkin. I think it was great to post that, you know, because I think it just shows your commitment, you know, to these these kittens when they come in. And clearly your your friend, whoever dumped the cat, the kitten with your friend was like, oh yeah, that's Hannah Shaw's friend. Dump it at <laughs> her house. It'll get taken well, care of. There's, <laughs> a lot of. there's a lot of people who are like cat advocates in my neighborhood and she's an awesome cat advocate who posts all the time on her neighborhood list list serve you know like hey i'm gonna be trapping feral cats or whatever it is so people kind of knew that she's a cat person but it's kind of you know i was like i wish that person had just knocked and talked with her because (laughs) we didn't know anything about this kitten because you know he like we don't know what he was fed we don't know uh, how long he had been with this person like we didn't know anything about his care or where he came from maybe we would have been able to reconnect him with his mom but um you know but that's what happens a lot of the time when we get these kittens people go well where's the mom i'm like well by the time they're with me they're so far removed from where they came from usually it's like a person finds them and gives them to someone else and then they freak out and they bring them to the vet and then the vet's like well we don't have any want to take care of him and they call animal control you know it's yeah. like these kittens really quickly get in a very dangerous place um you know the best thing to do if you find a kitten outside is to wait and see if the mom 
returns because no one's better at taking care of a kitten than the mom. Right. And, you know, of course, if they are age that they can be weaned, then that's a different story. Then you can, you know, take them and put them in a foster program or adopt them. But a kitten that's, you know, so little that they can't eat on their own. We really want to keep those guys with their moms. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny because I've noticed a very big difference between, like you see how people, they see a, a kitten out on the street or a cat and they start panicking. England, so many cats are outdoor cats. I think, what, why are people panicking? This is so weird. They yeah. could just be an outdoor cat. Or- right. And I tell people that is the original way to be a cat. I mean, yes. that's cats how they live. Have only been, cats have only been like considered indoor pets since like the 60s. That's when cat litter became popularized right. and invented until the 40s. So, you know, when people say, oh my God, it's so sad when there's cats outside. I mean, I agree. We should be sterilizing the cats yeah. that are outdoors because you know, there are so many kittens being born on the streets, but these cats can have fantastic lives outside. They're really, really well equipped for life outdoors. In fact, I mean, they're in the middle of being domesticated, but you know, I don't know if you ever hang out with cats, but they don't need us. No, no. (laughs) They're very happy (laughs) uh, to live their lives independently. So, um, you know, that's a big part of it too, is helping people see the connection, um, not just with bringing in kittens, but also the connection to things like trap, neuter, return, which I'm a huge advocate for. Yes, yes, Uh, yes. You know, something that, we all could be getting involved in, um, and that would make such a huge difference for the kittens too. So I know in Las Vegas there are some really great groups that are doing work. Oh, um, C5? With... Have you heard of C5? Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, I, I know them, and I have a friend who's really involved with yeah. them. And I know Best Friends is yep. um, involved with TNR there and is is really ramping up efforts yeah. there for TNR and for kittens. And so, um, you know, this, I say, is like the final frontier of animal sheltering. Like, we are getting really close to no kill in America yeah. for, you know, for dogs. Uh, we're getting really close right. for uh, cats who are, are, you know, of an adoptable age, but it's those unadoptable populations, the feral cats and the kittens under eight weeks old. Those are the ones that we really have to focus on. So that's where I've chosen to focus my efforts. And um, it's so much fun. And I think if people could just see how much fun it is to like, you know, stake out a feral cat colony at night, you know, do some trapping or like, you know, raise a bottle baby in your home. Like this stuff is so fun. It gives so much uh, joy and purpose to a person's life. I mean, a lot of people have said to me, thank you, not just for helping me get involved in this, but for like helping me have uh, a sense of purpose. There are a lot of people who, you know, we all like, like work jobs we don't like, or like feel kind of kind of lost in the world. And I have a lot of people who have thanked me saying, you know, doing this has, has made my life so full. And it, and it is because you get to give this incredible gift to them. You know, you get to give them a chance. That's the only chance they have. I mean, it really is um, a powerful, powerful thing to well, get involved I, I, with. I think I've always said this because I've always done charitable work, mainly for animals, you know, because that's what I love, you know. But the thing is, is, I always tell people, if you don't feel good about yourself or you feel like you've got nothing going on, go and volunteer because mm-hmm. it will change. Get out of yourself and and start doing something else for others that, that you are not expecting any rewards. I mean, there are those unexpected rewards once you start doing this, but you'll always feel so much better about yourself. And I think it 
it shows a lot about your character and it and it's sometimes you know rescuing can come a little bit like you know potato chips you can't just have one you know you're like i love it i'm doing the next one i have a friend who um i'm friends with every entertainer and and magician and musician in this town but a, a magician friend of mine and his wife who's his assistant oh wow i swear if, if they're not careful that house might turn into a zoo but kittens are her big thing. And uh, they were performing at one of my charity events. Well, actually, her husband was. And she said, he's going to do the illusions and everything. I'm just bringing the kitten with me because I'm not uh, leaving the kitten at home. So he's coming with me. She bottle fed the kitten backstage. And she just took the kitten uh-huh. with her. And I love that about her. I just thought she's just fantastic. She goes, yeah, I'll take this seriously. They come with me. That's that, you know. Yeah, I no, have- and that's how it is. You can take them with you. People say, oh, I wish I could foster, but, you know, I work. And I'm like, who doesn't work? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're all busy, but, like, your life doesn't have to stop for theirs to continue. I mean, they can come with you as long as their environment remains relatively yeah. the same. So they're in, like, a safe little cocoon. I have, like, a bag that I bring them with me in. It's ventilated, you know, covered, so they're not going to be exposed to the climate out yeah. there, you know. Um, and they, you know, as long as they still receive the same care, they can come with you. I have kittens with me that, you know, come to all sorts of places. Um, <laughs> there's no one busier than me. I'm traveling all the time, but I always find a way to make it work. Well, I think the other great thing is that you can always have um, people help you out. Yes. You know, so. I mean, you're a good example of that. I, I think we're very similar as in we don't take any excuses and I don't take any prisoners <laughs> at all. You know, I always say the minute you, you say one excuse, it will never happen. So that's why I believe with the no kill. I mean, people want to say, well, you know, you've got to be practical. I said, no, no, you, if you don't have a foundation of you can do this, this is going to mm-hmm. happen, it will never work if you don't start with and i think every rescue and every shelter has to have that as their foundation and someone said to me but there can't possibly be enough homes for them i said okay so i said in my head some quick mathematics yeah vegas i'm like okay we're two and a quarter million people here our shelter brings in um you know fifty five thousand animals a year i think it's around about that much now um they adopt out you know generally most homes are in the united states uh 69 of homes have uh have animals okay so i did all this whole calculation i'm like okay (laughs) so that means we've still got a good three quarters of a million homes without animals in them i think we've got plenty because 55,000. well see and that's good you're crunching numbers and that's what we need we need people who can be you know strategic i think that for a long time people have considered cat ladies to be like crazy and unhit and, yeah. and, you know, we're going to collect all the cats. And I right. say, no way. Like the modern day cat lady, I think for me, is somebody who is very strategic, somebody who is crunching those numbers, trying to solve problems. And, you know, this is why I love being involved with Best Friends, who is uh, the organization that invited me out to Vegas, because they, unlike that, you know, sad, we can't save them all yeah. uh, message, their tagline is, save them Them all all. (laughs) and I love it whenever I go to their events and I see that save them all I'm like yes and it puts that fire in your gut because that's what we need if we go into it saying I don't know if I can do it then yeah you can't do it you can only do what you believe you can do right that's the very first step is believing you can do it so I really truly believe we will get to no kill I mean you know the goal uh, is to get the nation to no kill by 2025 and I think that we can do it we're in a really good space for that and you know the the gap that I'm trying to close my tiny contribution to that is 
kittens. I really believe this is going to be, you know, the, the final thing for us to figure out as a community of animal lovers. But, you know, the faster we can get people to see, hey, this is fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I, hey, I have a buddy with a YouTube channel who can show me how to do all of it. I mean, that's <laughs> what I try to be. I try to be everybody's friend that they can go to. You know, my website, kittenlady.org has lots of resources on lots. it to teach people, yeah. hey, what can you do if you have a kitten that, you know, isn't eating right or, you know, what kind of supplies do I need or what do I do about like helping them go to the bathroom? All that stuff is there for people so that, you know, we all feel like we can do it. And, you know, anybody can just try, just try one, Um, you know, like you said, try once and then, you know, it's like potato chips. You can't (laughs) stop doing it. Exactly. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break because when we come back, I want to talk about kitten wraps photography and all the other fun stuff that happens on your social media to give this great idea of how fun the modern cat lady is and uh we're going to talk about some of those really fun things and your boyfriend and his phenomenal photography i'm so jealous i mean jim has a hard time getting me a a sharp picture i mean usually i look like bigfoot or blurry on every picture he takes for me so you're (laughs) very fortunate but hang on there we just run a couple of commercials because this is a really fun thing that a lot of people don't know about you which is the kitten wraps oh my gosh did i love them but hang tight we'll be right back you're listening to vegas rock dog radio with me sam your host the queen of rock and roll dogs be right back with hannah shaw the kitten lady vegas rock dog radio pets people pop culture not pumped about cleaning the litter box try world's best cat litter zero mess the litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter That's right. You scoop once and you're done. No chiseling, no scraping, no crumbling, no problem. Looking for fast and easy litter box cleanup? Zero mess. Try it. You're welcome in advance. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Hello, everyone. We're back. And we're back with Hannah Shaw. She's the kitten lady. And if you don't know her, oh, my gosh, you will. It will only be a matter of time until you see her pop up on your social media. And social media is such a massive part of what she does. Are you still there with us, Hannah? I am. Yay! Well, I, one thing I will say, you are definitely busting that stereotype of the crazy cat lady. You know, where where people didn't want to be that cat lady to now I want to be the kitten lady I, it's going to be a thing like I'm going to become a kitten lady did you know that I think well that's, that's the goal it's self-replication because yes. I can't do it all alone so um, yeah it's funny I mean I, I will say I think of myself as such a nerd and a lot of people are like oh but you're like making cat ladies cool I'm like yes. hey if you think I'm cool then that's great <laughs> news to me I was but, I love uh, I love yeah. you, I love your look I love love your tattoos. I love how you dress. I love the little paper crowns that the kittens get. I just love all of that because you and I know being visual, being visible is so important no matter what we're doing. It doesn't matter whether you're trying to sell a pet product or you're fostering. 
how do we get noticed? And you've definitely done this. Um, as I say, I just love your look. I love the promo photo that was sent to me. And you're just laughing. And you're feeding that kitten on your lap. And it's like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I want Thanks. to be her when I grow up. Um, what, <laughs> what I do like, I like is, is, is that I know who you are. I know what you do. And what I don't like and I see in most rescues, I will say here in Vegas, is anonymity. And I do not mm. like to know. I, I, I look and I go, okay, who's running this rescue? I don't know who's running mm. this rescue. I have no idea. And then someone might friend me from a rescue, but their profile picture is a kitten, picture of a kitten or a cat or whatever, you know, a dog. And I still don't know who you are. And I cannot stand that. It makes me insane. Now, I'm on a, mm. I'm on a board of um, a 501c3. I'm saying on the board, which I hate saying that because it implies you don't do any work. But it's actually me and my friend Pam. <laughs> we do all the work and we raise money to take the financial pressure off the rescues. So we we do some of the fun, most fun rock and roll events you can imagine. So we've done the 80s yeah. hairball. We've got our rock and roll, rock in the rough golf tournament coming up in, in uh, October. And so we help all these rescues. So I'm very familiar with, with many of them. But a lot of them, I'm like, please, can you just put your face on your profile? And once in a while, show us who you are. Show who your fosters are um mm. show some videos with some tips and, and that kind of thing please do some facebook live at your adoption events please i can't say enough to them about that being visual and i think what you've done is you're a, a perfect example of what i would love all rescues to do i mean a perfect example which is oh thank you. brilliant visuals very helpful videos. I've looked at them all, Hannah. I've, I've looked at every single one of them. I've learned a lot. I, I've, I've never had cats. Jim's allergic. He's, he says he thinks he's growing out of it. So that's a, that's a good thing. But I've looked at every video. And I'm like, the resources are there. The fun merchandise is there. Oh my gosh. So much fun supporting what you do. I just feel like you've got it down. And then the kitten wraps, you know, wrapping for kittens. Oh my gosh. I think you need to bring an album out. I really do. I really well, so what I'll say is like, I have made myself very vulnerable by, you know, you do though, don't you? accidentally because I didn't go into this going, Hey, I'm going to have half a million people watch. <laughs> I just was really lucky to have more and more people kind of snowball and find out about what I do. And it's, yeah. it's grown crazy over the last like two years, <laughs> I know. which is awesome. But it also means like, Oh my God, all these people are like looking at, you know, like my boyfriend will go live from our house and I'll be watching his live video and I'll be like, oh my God, our living room is kind of <laughs> it's like, oh my God, but I'm sorry. Like that's life. And yeah. it's really fun to be able to share like, hey, like this is who I am. I'm kind of weird. I'm kind of a dork. I make up stupid rhymes about my cats. But so you know what I though. find out is like that I'm not alone in that. Like whenever I post a rap that I do for kittens, people go, oh, my God, I'm not the only one who <laughs> sings to my cat. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, if you don't like make up funny songs for your cats, like, what are you doing? Yeah, you... I do it all day. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think <laughs> one of my friends said to me once, she was like, you know what I love is that things that other people do in private you're willing to do in public i love that about you honestly i do because you know what i think there's more effort in not showing who you are trying to you know craft this image that may not be you know fully you i'm like i don't have time for that It is like really interesting though, because I feel very vulnerable. Yeah. I feel very strong because I'm very strong in who I am and I'm very, you know, comfortable with who I am. But it also is like, oh my God, it just leaves people out there to comment on everything. Um, So it is really like an interesting little like rope to walk of, you know, trying to make sure that everybody feels properly educated. 
educated about what I'm discussing and kind of understands who I am and where I'm coming from. Of course, there's always going to be people who sort of don't get it and say, oh, it looks like you're squeezing the kitten in that photo. Oh, my gosh. You know, stuff like that. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, but I try to focus more on the positive and say, hey, you know, it, it helps people to see you know, a real person a real. being like, hey, this is, you know, this is how it really works. Um, and I, you know, some of my favorite people to follow, there's um, a woman I love following named Caitlin who runs um, an organization called Rancho Relaxo. And she oh. runs this farm animal protection organization. And she's so fun to follow online because she is, first of all, she's a riot. She's so funny. She like sings to her goats and oh. she like, you know, talks to her her horse named Britney Spears and you know and then but she also but she also cries in her videos and she talks about really hard stuff and you feel like she's like your best friend so when I actually met her I was like oh my god you're like my hero yeah like I love following her and you know I'm very fortunate that people say things like that to me and I'm like I you know I'm I am myself so it's harder for me to see myself but you know watching her and how brave and open she is it really it it encourages me and reminds me to keep being real and open and allowing people to see that vulnerability because you know I think it helps us uh, process our own stuff when we're able to see, hey, like, you know, I'm not alone. And it's really cool to be able to have these sort of raw experiences. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, the raps are a funny thing <laughs> that kind of happened by mistake. I never intended to be like a rapper. <laughs> but um, what happened was I made a stupid like 30 second rap video of me with a little kitten uh, when my boyfriend and I first started dating. And he was like, that's funny. And I said, well, maybe people would want to see it. I'll just post it. And it went like totally viral. People were like, oh, my God, rapping about kittens. And and now there are like little kids that come up to me at my events and they know all the words, all the raps. And I'm like, this is so funny. Like you just put it out there, not even thinking anybody's really going to see it. Um, I mean, that's a true viral. I've done probably like eight or nine (laughs) raps for my kittens and you know, people demand them now. When is, when's Numpkin going to get a rap? I'm like, oh, hang on. He just got here. I just got him. <laughs> For goodness sake. Let me get my creative juices flowing. Yeah, <laughs> it's becoming yeah. a, so it's, it's becoming a thing. And you know, this is what I like about this kind of thing. When you just be yourself and something happens and then it goes viral. It's fantastic. It's not contrived. It's not planned. You know, you're, you're not trying to get people to like it and share it. You know, you're like, it, this is just what happened. And then, Oh, yeah. I, and I, I had people tell me hey like if you get a better microphone or if you like make a music video I'm like no I do this like basically in my underwear in my bedroom like the one that I did the other day I was in the bathtub and I thought it up and I was like oh my god I have to and I got out of the bath and I was like Andrew I have to wrap this thing right now it's so funny and I did it and you know it's not perfect but it's funny it's <laughs> like, funny and people go, oh, they go Hannah's new rap sound <laughs> I've been waiting for it to drop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could say I put a lot of thought into these things, what but brilliant- most of the time it is like what a, I'm in the bathtub. What a brilliant way to grow an audience too, with you know, very inadvertently growing an audience. If that gets shared, they go, "Who is this lady with the teeny kittens?" And then they look more into it, and before you know it, that audience is growing. And it's funny because some people are weird about people that become so popular no matter what they do, and they say, "Oh, why is it they always focus on celebrities, for example, who are doing things with animal animals?" Da-da-da-da. No, I think it's fantastic. 
fantastic. They're a huge audience and get the message out there. I think it's brilliant. Don't knock them. Mm-hmm. You know, we all we all hope for that. You know that we can actually just share our message to a much bigger audience. So don't knock that for goodness sake. No, I think it's great. If you've got a big audience, you're a celebrity. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, it's a great platform, especially when you're doing good. So you know, it's just a fun. That's a funny mentality, I think. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Now I want to talk about visuals because, of course, I mean. Oh, seriously if you had if you had greeting cards and stuff like that i'd be buying all of them hannah honest to god with those kittens <laughs> they're so fantastic um how did you and andrew meet how did this amazing amazing two amazing people like collide and then oh make god. things even better <laughs> well i'll say i am so just blown away by Andrew and as a person as a photographer as a you know as a cat caregiver he is everything I could ever wish for in a person and I think that you know people have a lot of fun being like oh hashtag relationship goals online but I'm like no for real though like I'm I'm almost like jealous of myself I'm like that's so cool wait that's me I get to do that um we have so much fun together so the way that we met was really kind of funny and bizarre and perfect. Um, I was raising these two kittens, Bruno and Boop, and uh, Bruno had come from like a hoarding situation and he had this big abscess and they didn't know who his mom was. He was only two days old. Very sad. And then a couple days later, I got Boop, who was found in the trash. Um, So I had been raising these two orphans separately um, and I was planning on introducing them to each other. And I had been talking to people about that. And someone said, oh, you should talk to this cat photographer who, you know, lives, he lives in Philly. I live in DC. She said, maybe, um, my friend said, maybe he would like come down and take photos of them meeting. Uh I was like, oh, that's so cool. So I looked him up and I was like, wow, this guy's photos are really great. And I kept scrolling and I was like, oh, I was like laughing. His photos are so funny and so unique. They and are then I unique. Saw a picture of, then I saw a picture of him and I was like, hang on. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who is this like hot dude that's really talented and loves cats? I was like, what? <laughs> what is going on? So I instantly like I looked him up on Facebook and I friend requested him and he <laughs> immediately friend request or he like accepted. accepted. It. I was like, oh. And then I messaged him and I was like, hey, I have this like project, whatever. And I have these kittens. And he said, oh, yeah, I follow you. <gasps> and I was like, oh, you do? And he was like, yeah, I love what you do. And I was like, well, Bruno and Boop are going to be meeting each other soon. Would you want to photograph them? And he was like, are you kidding? That oh, sounds amazing. My God. So literally these two kittens who came from the trash and a hoarding home, you know, they, they fell in love with each other in foster care with me. And the time that they met was the time that me and Andrew met oh, to kind of capture it. I love the whole so story. <laughs> he came down and he, I was like, I thought he was cute, but like, I wasn't trying to, you know, get a boyfriend. I was just like, <laughs> Oh, he's really cute. And we, I mean, we like connected on so many levels beyond cats. I like couldn't believe how much we had in common. We just like couldn't stop talking. And after that, this is pretty funny too. So the second time that we spent time together was the following weekend. I was supposed to actually, I was supposed to be going on another date the next weekend. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I either can go on this date or Andrew had invited me to be like his plus one to this VIP event for the movie Keon which is about a kitten rescue yeah it was like the key, the key and peel movie and it was like uh jordan peele was gonna be there and method man was gonna be oh. there and all these kittens in like gold chains and he was hired to like go there and take photos of it and i was like wait a minute i can either go on a date with some lame dude or i can go to like this crazy like kitten vip event i was like 
life with this guy seems so fun. And so I said, you know, I'm coming up. And I went and we have, you know, been together ever since. And we have so much fun. And, you know, we do a lot of cat-related stuff together. We go to a lot of the conventions together. We travel and get to visit, like, famous cat sites and cat islands. Oh. And, you know, help different animal shelters together, do fundraisers together. Um, you know, so I try to support his work and be his hype man as best as I can. It's and he is, like, such a support for me. So it's, it's been per- It's perfection. Cool. And I think that leads to... What's uh, your, let me get the name right, Munai Michi, mm-hmm. your Peruvian cat. You're on your hey, travels. you said it right. A lot of people say it wrong. <laughs> I'm used to so many people get my name wrong that I'm like, I'll make sure I get everybody else's right. Yeah, <laughs> that, so. that was the most amazing Facebook Live adventure I think I've ever watched. I kept <laughs> tuning in and going, to say, is there something new? Is there something new coming up? It was amazing. <laughs> and I think, to just to think, you're in Peru, you're traveling, and you come across this kitten, and, and, and the goal was to get the kitten back to the States. <laughs> Tell everyone yeah, how that well, went that down. crazy because we were in Peru for two weeks, and I always joke that, you know, I have to leave the country to stop working because I never <laughs> stop working when I'm here. So we were like, all right, we're going to take this like great adventure. We went and we had a great time. We hiked and we saw all these beautiful sights. We went in the jungle. So for two weeks, we're doing all that. And it was so nice. And our trip was ra- wrapping up. The last day, we were going to Machu Picchu. So so our last day there, we went to Machu Picchu. We came down from the mountain. We found a kitten who was like covered in fleas, totally emaciated, had dreadlocks. I mean, she was so dirty. She literally had dreads. And we were like, okay, we're in a country where like for as many things as we need to solve with shelters in the United States, at least we have shelters. There are no shelters. So we were like, we can't even take her anywhere. The options are to leave this starving dreadlocked kitten on the street um, down the mountain from Machu Picchu or we can, I don't know, try to figure something out, but we were about to get on a train. So Andrew was actually the one who was like, maybe we can take her back to the United States. And I was like, I love are him. you crazy? I love it. <laughs> I was like, let's try. So we spent the whole night like taking this long train and then a van through the mountains and then getting to this Airbnb where we had to pretend we didn't have a kitten with us. And then like, you know, we had to like run to the convenience store and neither of us speak Spanish. So we're like trying so hard to, you know, buy cat food and get all the stuff we need. Um, we got, you know, we got her a plane ticket. We got her all her vaccines by the next morning. And we like could not believe what we were able to achieve by bringing her back to the United States. So that is exactly what we were talking about before that it's about the attitude you have going into it. Yeah. So, you know, if you go, if we went into that, like, oh, well, we'll never get her back to the United States. We certainly wouldn't have. The yeah. only reason we did was because we were crazy enough to think we could, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, if anyone gives you an excuse, you go, no, hang on a minute here. I brought a cat yeah. from Peru. So what's your excuse? Really? You know, here's, a, here's an extreme example. But what a great example of community. I know you have people saying, oh, I've got an aunt that lives here or so-and-so knows their vet. And I think you can get a health certificate from this person i mean i mean you had to navigate yeah. something never having done it that way before it was really cool what i did was i because we didn't even 
have phone plans in Peru. We could only use phones on Wi-Fi. So I was like, all right, we're about to be on this train where there's no Wi-Fi. So I was like, quick, like we used a hotel's Wi-Fi, posted a picture of her. And I just said, please, if you know anything about how to get a kitten from Peru to D.C. on Avianca and Delta, please like message me. We had like, I don't know, dozens or hundreds of messages from people saying, I'm a Delta flight attendant. Here's what you need to do. Or like, you know, I work for Avianca. Here's the number you need to call. I talked to them already. Like, it was amazing. And that's that's a very cool thing to have, you know, the ability to, with the click of a button, have yes. many people wanting to help out. And we were able to do it really only because a lot of the research was done by the people following. You know, and yeah. then I was able to go, okay, well, there's the phone number. Once we got oh back gosh. to Wi-Fi, I was able to go, oh, my God, all this research has been done for us. Like, here's phenomenal. what we need to do. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Great feeling. I, I think it ended up on the dodo, didn't it? Your story yes. went yeah. everywhere, of course, because it's not a, a, a normal run of events. But I thought it was just brilliant. Again, growing the audience and bringing more people on board and saying, yeah, I want to get involved. I want to bring a cat back from Peru. <laughs> or well, and I've heard so many cool stories of people even since then who have sent me messages saying, you know, oh, I went somewhere international with my family and we like helped an animal because they learned how to do it from watching. So that's what it's all about is learning how to do it from watching other people. You know, I want, I want people to feel inspired to help out. And the biggest impact that Moon Eye's story has had um, is that, you know, I did a t-shirt um, of her yes. and uh, it's, you know, part of the proceeds from that t-shirt. I wanted to go to a rescue in Peru, but it was really hard to find one because, what? you know, when people go, well, did you hook up with a charitable group i say there are no charitable groups in peru it's so expensive wow for people to do that paperwork that there are no charitable groups but i found this woman who's basically she's like me she's in peru and she doesn't have a lot of resources um but she's a very very cool woman who her name is luz and she she rescues kittens she rescues cats she finds them home and she uh does sterilization projects so she goes into like the marketplaces and helps to TNR the cats there. So I hooked up with her. And what I've been doing is as people buy that t-shirt, um, she is telling me projects she wants to do. So for instance, right now I'm helping her work on this project in a marketplace that has over 200 cats. And her Gosh. goal is to spay and neuter all those cats. Um, and it's only like $28 or something for right. each cat. Um, so she will tell me, okay, I got appointments for this many cats and then I will send her money oh, to pay for it. Um, and she's been able to do like dozens of cats already. <laughs> she's also been able to um, replace like the termite eaten door on the building that she uh, does all of her rescue work in. Um, so it's been really cool because, you know, it's not as easy as clicking a donate button because she doesn't even have a wow. website, but it's nice because we're in constant communication. I mean, there's a language barrier, um, but it's been really fun to navigate. And I actually am learning a lot of Spanish just from, you know, trying to do this work with her. And I think vice versa, we really try to understand each other. And she sends me tons of photos and receipts and stuff. It's really been so cool because while we were there, it was like, oh gosh, there's so many animals. And it felt like there was no hope for that. And now I feel like, you know, Moon Eye 
didn't just get to be rescued herself, <laughs> but she got to rescue all these other animals because of her story. So what we need now, we've got the Peruvian Hannah Shaw, kitten lady. We need the Canadian one. We need them in all the cities. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be great to be able to like take on that moniker? Like, I'm the London kitten lady. Well, there are, <laughs> there are a lot of people doing this all over the world. So definitely like credit to everybody who's yeah. doing this. There's an amazing woman that I'm good friends with who actually lives in Vegas named Nikki and she is another big um, Instagram account for kittens and she's going to be at the event with me. I'm really excited about, I mean, there are people all over the country and all over the world who are doing this, you know, some in more visible ways than others. Um, but we still need more. There's a long we way do. to go. And so I try to advocate for people, you know, if you're a cat lover, um, you know, take it up a notch and become a cat advocate, become a cat activist, you know, I, you know, yeah, I look forward to meeting involved. her too. Um, we raise a lot of money for the Poppy Foundation here, which is another great uh, foundation. And uh, if they can't be adopted, you know, for, for certain medical reasons, whatever, you know, they still keep them. <laughs> I love that. But we, we mm. help them a great deal. Another person that told me actually to say hello to you today is DQ. Quaglioli, go cat go. Oh, cool. He's like, oh, make sure you say hey to her. You know, Catlandia is a very small world, he said. Yeah, <laughs> I said, is. I will make sure I do. Because uh, uh, again, another cool, oh my God, another cool guy too with the tattoos and just love every single thing. Now, before before we have to end this, which I don't want to end this at all, Hannah, but let's t- talk, talk about your class in Vegas. And I know you've got other things coming up too, but in particular, the class in Vegas, what can people expect from that class? Yeah, so on um, August 3rd, and let me make sure I have my information right. So on August 3rd, which is this Thursday, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Oquendo Center uh, in Las Vegas, I will be teaching my Saving Kittens Lives class, which is a really fun instructional workshop. It's two hours long and it is packed full of information about everything you need to know to get involved in saving kittens lives. So I talk, you know, I introduce it by talking about kind of issues surrounding kittens and helping people kind of understand and contextualize why we have these issues. Um, and then jump right into, you know, how do you prepare your home? What supplies do you need? How do you assess a kitten and know what age they are and, you know, how their health is doing and how do you weigh a kitten? How do you feed them? How do you help them with the bathroom? We talk about, you know, basic medical care. I do some, um, you know, instructional demos. We watch a lot of videos. Um, And then the last part of it is all talking about sustainability. So that self-care, you know, dealing with compassion fatigue, building community, um, doing all of the the important work that it takes to be able to do this stuff sustainably. Um, And then at the end of all of that, uh, we'll have Best Friends and the Animal Foundation have an opportunity to talk about their work that they're doing and how people can get involved in Vegas specifically. So they'll speak to some of the issues going on, uh, you know, in that city and how people can get hooked up uh, with fostering so that they can take it beyond just kind of, you know, following online and get involved in having their own kittens that they can save because guarantee you any day of the year there are kittens in Las Vegas that need help. Um, So I hope people will come out right now. We have um, a little over a hundred people planning on coming, Uh, but there, there are still seats available so people can go to my website, which is kittenlady.org slash events. And if you go on there, uh, there's all the details, how to grab your seat, um, where it is, all of that. And, and it's so inex- and it's so inexpensive, come. Hannah. It's so cheap. 
Like yeah, everybody well, should be you. there. I try to make it so that it's something that's accessible for everyone to do. Um, we have a really good time. People, you know, generally have a great night of it. I stick around for an hour afterwards so people can ask questions and hang out and, you know, grab a t-shirt, talk to best friends, talk to Taff, like talk to each other, build that community. It's really fun. Um, and then, you know, the, I'll be heading home for a couple of days and then I fly right back out to the to West Coast <laughs> and I go to CatCon. Which you'll probably so see us there too, because I think we're going to plan on going down as well. Oh, good. Well, CatCon is going to be fun. Yeah. CatCon is the biggest cat event of the whole year. Um, and it's not too far for your listeners. Oh, it's not. It's, it's a four Pasadena, hour, California. four hour drive, people. It's worth the drive. It's a two-day convention, August 12th and 13th in Pasadena, um, and it is so fun, and I'm really excited to be part of that, too. So a lot of good stuff going on for cats, um, a lot of ways to get involved. I really hope that people in Las Vegas will, you know, even if you're just kitten curious, just come yeah. out. The worst that happens is you get to watch a bunch of cute videos. And meet some other people that speak the same language, which is animal lover, you know? We, mm -hmm. we all speak that same language no matter where you are in the world, is that we all love animals. There's one thing I did read on your website. Website, or somewhere I read, but and I really liked this. And you were snuggles and love. Nothing more healing than snuggles. Honestly, I'm a firm believer that affection is an important part of, of helping kittens recover. I think that just tells you so much about you. Is, mm. is that you know? I just feel like all aspects of what you can do for them really does improve their lives. So um, as we were saying, you don't have a lot of time to yourself. But what is your idea of the most perfect night in or night out? Oh my gosh, oh, that's always the hardest question because. Because, you know, I, I have a hard time with, you know, relaxing Not at doing. home. Like I said, <laughs> I do a lot of work on, to be quite honest, like right now is the busiest time for me. And it's been, um, it's been a lot. So my perfect uh, non-animal related day is kind of like being active and being outside. Mm -hmm. um, so I really love, I mean, anytime I can get like on a kayak or go hiking in the mountains or anything that helps me kind of connect with the outdoors yeah. and with nature is really, really wonderful for me. But of course, in the spare time I have, um, if I'm not doing work related to kittens and cats, I still just really like going and doing other animal things. <laughs> so like, you know, when I was in Austin, I had one day off. Um, I was teaching or no, I was doing an event in Austin, maybe like two weeks ago. And I had one day off and I was like, I know how I want to spend my day, which was hanging out at this bat rescue organization. <laughs> and like, I love that. That was my favorite ideal kind of way to spend the day. They are cute. To hang out with orphan bats and They're learn so about them. That's so, so you know, cute. I am who I am. But uh, <laughs> I'm learning how to chill. Andrew is like very good at, he's a much more like um, kind of homebody person than I am. And he really likes, you know, being in the home and, uh, you know, he's teaching me how to like watch television. He, we started watching. We started watching Seinfeld at night, which I love. I've never seen Seinfeld. And I grew up in New York City, and it's so funny. And I'm like, how is it? Like, I'm 30 years old. How did I I'm miss this Seinfeld for the first time? So that's kind of fun. We sort of balance each other out because I'm all like, you know, out and about, and like you know, adventure all the time, and he's much more like calm and grounded. So I think. You know, we challenge each other um, in really healthy ways and that's, help each other find that, balance. That's just fantastic. Well, the last thing I'm going to ask you, I promise, I swear, because I could talk to you <laughs> all night. In one word, describe what these kittens mean to you. Uh, oh, gosh. Well, I think that they represent hope. Oh, yeah. Me. You know, I think that they 
represent, because, you know, not only can we show that there is hope for animals by saving them, but when I get a new little kitten and their teeny eyes open for the first Uh. time and they're looking into the world, you know, that's an animal that has hope that they're going to get to have a life. They're going to get to have a whole life and a full life and love and, you know, a chance to grow into these like awesome house cats that we all love. And I see them open their eyes and it's like, you know, that hope that they have, I try to have for them as well. And I, you know, try to dignify them with the best chance that I possibly can at having that hope uh, met with a forever home. I think that's the most beautiful way that you could have described what you do and what you do for these kittens and what they represent as well. Absolutely amazing. I am glad I get to see you on Thursday. I must admit, oh, I'm excited. You. It's been yeah, really, it's been really fantastic. I have to tell you, it's been really fantastic. And, and tons of our listeners love cats. And I just hope it inspires them. I we're an international show so we have listeners from everywhere and I just hope it inspires them to get involved I know they're going to follow you because I'm going to be sharing everything that you have on social media uh, so that people can follow you we'll make sure your links go up for your classes we'll also make sure that people know about CatCon and that you're going to be there as well so that they can get involved and and hopefully come and meet you in person and get inspired and let's give these kittens it's time for the kittens it's time for the kittens it It really is people (laughs) well thank you so much for the interview Hannah I will see you on Thursday. And, uh, Thank you so much. I'm sure I'm going to know a ton of people there as well, and I'm really glad people are coming together for this. This is just Yeah, well, thank great. you for having me. It's been really fun talking to you. You I too. I'm so excited to Yay! come to Vegas. Well, we'll be sharing like crazy to try and get as many people <laughs> as we can there so that, uh, that you can help them and they can help each other as well. So thanks so much, Hannah. Have a great Thank evening. You. And we'll see you Thursday. See you soon. <laughs> Bye, love. Bye. Well, everyone, I told you, we always bring on the best guests that we know that you're going to love, that you're going to learn from, be inspired by. And that is definitely what uh, what Hannah Shaw has done for, for, for me today. I'm so excited. I get very excited when we have people on that we, we think the same way. We, we believe we can make a difference and are making a difference and inspire people and get them on board. And I just get very excited about that. You know me, I get very giddy, don't I, Jim? I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> yes, you do. And you should have seen me walking around Super Zoo last week. Oh, my gosh. The products that made sense to me that fixed a problem. Oh my, I can't tell you how many people I walked up and went, yes, I get it. This is brilliant. This is amazing, amazing, amazing. So that's how I feel about the guests that we bring on. And we do have a lot of people that want to come on the show, but they have to match up to all the previous guests. And, uh, uh, I'm always so proud when I say, yeah, we've had this person, this person, this person. This is a great, you know, lineup of amazing guests that we bring on the show. So, uh, here are the links. If you want to follow, kitten lady you're going to find her on twitter facebook and instagram at kitten x lady kitten x lady yeah on youtube it's kitten lady and the website is kittenlady.org that website is full of resources videos how to's uh the upcoming classes just updates uh, merchandise you name it, it's all in one place that's the hub um of what hannah does and then of course follow her on your favorite platforms and trust me you are going to love the photography of her boyfriend and if you want to follow him i have it written down here let me scroll back you're going to find his work at oh i'm scrolling back a long way uh i am the great went 
uh, just go to Instagram because, I mean, you just want to look at the photographs. Oh, they're wonderful. And great photographs are a great part of adoption, increasing those rates of adoption rates by seeing great pictures of these kittens. Oh, it's been a great show. I'm so excited. I'm very excited to uh, see Hannah on Thursday, learn a bunch of stuff, which I will relay back to you how great it was. And, of course, meet more of my people in my community. I know there's quite a few people I know going and we'll try and get as many more as we possibly can to show up. Well, Jim, let's run a quick commercial and then uh, we'll close that out like we normally do. So uh, stay right there. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. And our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed a very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Dot com. <laughs> been listening to vegas rock dog radio pets people pop culture visit vegas rock dog radio for more information find us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe on itunes and iHeartRadio. and remember give your fur babies a big kiss from me sam the queen of rock and roll dogs You must not rely on the information in this broadcast from our hosts as an alternative to medical advice from your veterinarian. If you have any specific questions about a medical matter regarding your pets, you should consult your veterinarian or specialist. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.